Good evening, everybody. It's currently 9.44 on the Merrimack College campus. My name is Brendan Lau, and welcome to our first podcast. A little bit about myself. Uh, I'm a computer science major here. I'm originally from Salem, Massachusetts, and I competitively shoot, and I love hanging out with with my friends. And I'm joined by my co-host, Mark Kelly. Good evening, everybody. Um, So I am a civil engineering major at Merrimack College, and... uh, I'm originally from Townsend, Massachusetts, but I'm currently residing in uh, Long Island, New York. What I like to do for fun is I like to relax. I like to go to the gym with my friends. I love to snowboard. And I just love going to the beach in general out in Long Island. Alrighty. Uh, how was your day? Uh, not too bad today. It's been kind of a little bit of a hectic day. Just kind of going in and out of school. Basically just had to run some errands and then... My phone service actually got shut off because my parents were like, call me ASAP. And I was like, oh, no, what did I do now? And then they're like, oh, yeah, we changed the provider. And then pretty much from there, they're like, yeah, you have 40 minutes to get to Nashua. Realizing that we're getting hit with the Northeaster coming around pretty much today. We're getting about 8 to 12 inches reportedly in the North Andover Andover area tonight. And once I was over in Nashua, it was about 2 o'clock. Then I got my phone sim. Then because I heard something going on in my my car, it was some ringing noise. I was like, "Oh no, I gotta go bring it to the shop." So I bring it to the shop and just kind of like get a simple oil change. And then they told me about four o'clock. Once the snow is pummeling down, let's say about an inch at a time, they're like, "Yeah, so one of your belts is completely broken." And I'm like, "Um, okay." And from there. Like, the mechanic who was there, he's like, you want to get this replaced? I'm like, how much is it going to be? And he's like, $70. And I'm like, if it's broken, just replace it. And I just need to get go in and out. And so he replaces the belt, does my oil change. It's not bad. It's probably like 140 bucks I spent because that's what I just needed to yeah. spend. It was, like, worth it because obviously it's a car. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> And then I work tomorrow at like three o'clock, so I have to basically leave tomorrow like one or two to get to Westford for work. So after I leave the shop at let's say like four o'clock, the snow's pummeling down, like it's not even funny. And I'm slipping and sliding in like Nashville, New Hampshire today. Like almost, I'm like barely can get up the hill. And it was just so tedious to just get up the hill. I'm like revving the fucking thing and just humming it all the way up the hill. Yeah, totally. And I was like, oh, my God. Then and, Mike, I, what do you drive again? Let's I drive see. a uh, 1999 Toyota Corolla, and the color of it is gray. It caused the boredom of 1999, and it was very bad and very catastrophic. <laughs> Nicknamed Yoda, right? Yeah, Yoda. Exactly. And you mentioned something a little earlier before we started uh, about that car on the side of the road. you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I was getting on 93 South going towards Boston, and so – all the cars in front of me started to really slow up. And so me having a car that's like barely practically like 500 pounds, I'm like, oh no, come on. We got to go, we got to go like 30. We got to go 30. Come on, people. And we're going like 20. And so once I get on the ramp, like snow's going into my direction, like the other way. So I can barely see anything. I look to my left side and there's probably about like a beige, like Hyundai, like Santa Fe, like an old probably like 2004 5, just literally just all the way in the bottom of a ditch and between the highway. I'm like, oh <laughs> no, buddy, that's a bad day. Just like, like I've, I've been in that man's boat before last year where I actually 
crashed my car into a <laughs> snowbank. I was stuck there for about like, let's say about an hour. <laughs> so I know how that man feels. And then I see state troopers from Massachusetts coming by. Like they're flying like 60, 70 to the most comfortable way they can over there. And so everyone on the highway for at least a good solid like 30 minutes, we're all going 20 miles per hour on 90, like 93 South. And so pretty much it was it was ridiculous. Sounds like a pretty shit day for that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a rough day for him. He better have AAA, or if you don't have AAA, he's going to be stuck there. Yeah, definitely. And um, <clears throat> let's just go over real quick. Today, uh, December 1st, is our first podcast and actually our first snow day of uh, Merrimack. Woohoo! Yeah, so that's kind of crazy. We were outside playing around in the snow as your average New England kids would be doing, and we get a notice through our email saying that school is canceled tomorrow. And that is a great feeling, especially for uh, those out there who have 8 a.m.s. They don't have to wake up at 8 a.m. anymore for their classes. That's an absolute blast for them. So great way to start off the month of uh, December. And let's just go over real quick. Um, uh, coming to the end of the semester, how are you feeling about next semester, you know, as your uh, first year in college? Uh, you know, the first semester kind of hit me differently considering from um, just work-wise, just overall, like, it's hard to build kind of structure. Like, I'm used to playing sports, working, and just kind of always being super, like, structured and busy just overall. Like, I remember probably the most busiest time was always the winter. Like, I'd have to wake up about, like, let's say about 4 o'clock in the morning to make it to hockey for, like, 5.36 all the way in Bill Record, which is about a 50-minute hike each day, which is a lot. And then have practice from 6 to 7, make it to school from 8, 8 to 2.30, and then work from, like, 3 to, like, 9, 10, or sometimes even 11. And it's different just how you got to build your own structure. Like, I kind of came in here like, okay, I'm going to test the water to see how, like, the workload and kind of everything else as a whole. And so after, let's say, the middle of, like, October, maybe, like, late October, early November, I didn't do so well. I had a, I had a lot of stress. I wasn't doing good in like one of my math classes and my chemistry class. I'm currently not doing well with. And I'm not gonna lie, like I've never failed a class in my life, but it was hard, like just to kind of deal with yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Like, because it's not like oh, like most people are like oh yeah, I can kind of make it through the first semester. Like no, like it 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 hits you differently. Like when it's like oh, like are you gonna be able to last here? Are you gonna do it? Like it's. It's crazy how like all it all plays out, yeah, and then kind sure. of at the end game, yeah. like I dropped one class, I kept fighting through another just to kind of retain the most information I realistically can, and then I went back to work again. Now I'm starting to work one job now, and then soon enough, practically another job soon, just because I've I've always worked a lot and I have a yeah, big worth ethic out on the outside, and I guess in the books it really hasn't even done that great this semester as a whole, but next semester. I'm feeling a lot stronger as a whole, just for class, class-wise as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you were struggling with your Calc class, but tell us about that opportunity you got actually with, uh, through the school. So recently, um, I was given an opportunity to uh, work on the Palmasanio Hall project. So it's a site engineering project that a couple people are doing, like the seniors and actually one guy who used to be a carpenter, but he's going for civil engineering again. So he's coming back to school. And pretty much I had to do the whole layout of the first floor of Palmasanio Hall, 
which was a lot of struggles because the old designs that we got, they were from like the 1930s. Which I, I, I really don't get. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm looking at these walls and extrusion, which extrusion is a term used in engineering for an addition to a building. And so like looking at all these extrusions, none of them made sense. They all, and the last renovation was in 2016. And so I'm like doing all these numbers together. And then I look at the other two students. I'm like, you know, there's an easier way to do this. Right. And they're like, what's this easier way? I'm like, if like our professor, whatever, who gave his name was Dr. Ascari, like, why don't we just get the designs from the 2016 plan exactly. from the development? Like, you know, that'd make the most sense. Exactly. <laughs> it makes the most sense when it's like, oh, like we need to practice this, practice that. Like, no, if you want the easiest job to get done, just get the the plans from him. So we called DSK Architects, which actually did the whole Merrimack College like master plan. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, so they did um, like a, I forget what was a, I think the first one was Dwayne Stadium they did was the first phase. Second was Crow. Um, I believe third was Mendel when they did the 2016. And apparently fourth, I believe, was another addition to, like, one of the halls or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, it's nursing. Excuse oh, okay. Me. It was yeah. nursing. That's stage four. Yeah. And so that actually came from $60 million in funding from all the people who've, like, graduated here from the past, which – I'm not going to lie. That says a lot about a school when you have getting $60 million in basically donations for a school as a whole. That exactly. says a lot about yeah, reputation. You, you know, that goes a long way to paying back to where you come from. You know, homage is pretty important. And especially when it comes from uh, students that are super proud of, like, where they graduate from, being able to gr- just get together $60 million to renovate our school for upcoming future students. That's just super awesome that people are willing to do that. Exactly. That's unbelievable. Like, not many, like, students or, like, let's say people graduate from the alma mater will even do that. Like, my mom's got, like, a master's degree from, like, three different schools because she transferred so many times just because she had me because I was younger. And then my dad only has, like, a bachelor's, but half the things he even does is along with his bachelor's. So... It kind of depends on the experience you really get out of college. Of the whole. Exactly. Like sometimes it's not always about the degree. It's about the experience. And then also some people go for the title on that diploma. But in reality, a lot of employees are looking for that experience to, that you have. So if you're looking for potentially a business job, they're going to be looking for what you've helped run rather than whether you came from Harvard Business or you came from your community college. In reality, None of that really matters in the end of the day. Some people do still care about it, but in the end, experience is really king. Exactly. Like, that's one of the biggest points that I've always kind of, like, thought. That's kind of how I've been driven most of my life. Like, the experience you get from working is more important than that letter grade in them as overall. I'm not saying that grades are, like, bad, but, like, I'm saying experience is a little more important than the degree because it's honestly, when you get out to the real world, Many people think, oh, let's try to get that job within six months. But what's the first step? Applying? Like, nowadays, it's kind of crazy, like, how I thought of the perspective of getting out into that six-month window before you start paying back your student loans. Millennials, it's getting hard for them to really pay for their own things nowadays because they basically made the burden of college so huge during that generation that it's like, 
oh, if you didn't go to college, you were kind of disrespected. Exactly. And it's like they look for that title and that's it and cool. But no, now like they want opportunities that you've taken from previous job sites or like companies that you have worked for. Exactly, yeah. Just to kind of play you out as a whole to determine if they want to hire you outside the company or not. Plus now, depending where you live, like we all, like both me and Brendan, we live in Massachusetts. It's a very hard state to like stay in, very expensive. Exactly. So now many people have been going to different states to start off their lives, which is now kind of getting to that point as us two freshmen. I know hard sounds kind of hard to think, but we may have to think of that process now. Exactly. You know, like Massachusetts, great state to live in, but some things just aren't that great. Um, It's super expensive to live here. Um, Actually, my IT teacher back from uh, high school told me this story that one of his friends, he's uh, real good friends with him. He lived in Massachusetts. He sold his house for seven hundred thousand. Then moved down to Car- uh, the Carolinas, got a way bigger house for like three hundred thousand, and then decided to s- save all that money and invest. Like Massachusetts is great. You get all four seasons, stuff like that. You get great snow. You get great summers. But in reality, it's just super expensive. But that's kind of um, it goes hand in hand. You can earn a lot of money here but your money's not worth a lot. It's really, um, really diverse in a way. You know, a lot of places, like, your money's worth a lot, but you don't, but you don't make that much. So a lot of people will move down from Massachusetts to uh, the southern, southern states, and they end up seeing that their money's worth a lot more. So then they invest in more uh, family-friendly things, uh, like going on vacations, going around the world, traveling, instead of, spending it in the same hole that you live in, you know? Yeah, that's like one of the big factors that everyone kind of spends money different and has different values to what they realistically want to start their life in. Like, I got it. So over the summer, I actually, like, went out to uh, Long Island, New York because I got a job out there just doing labor. I was making starting 15 bucks an hour. But, like, the wage, like, after that didn't add up to what realistically how much my expenses were going to be like gas out there was four dollars a gallon which was insane so i remember being back in massachusetts and i'd be paying let's say like two dollars a gallon or like 230 and it's like i'm down in new york making let's say like two three dollars more and i'd be paying four dollars a gallon then my lunch i used to go to a market basket get a three dollar burger and get a soda to make it like three fifty. Then I'm out here in Long Island, paying thirty dollars for like an Italian sub, and just literally a coke. Which just, it was just insane. How no matter like where you go, the value of money is just so differently. Like in this day and age. Exactly. Like money is worth differently wherever you go. So one of our friends, a uh, real close friend that we've met here, Zach. So he's originally from California, real close to L.A. And he was telling us that it's $5 a gallon out there, and that's just ridiculous. Paying $5 for something that helps you run your car is kind of crazy, and we kind of take that for granted here in Massachusetts. However, we did have that one spike probably six years ago where it came up to $5, and that was ridiculous. But imagine paying that every day of your life when you live out in California. That's just absolutely nuts. Yeah, it just it's insane just how paying that amount of money for gas, like, obviously like most people obviously have a car they need gas to put in it and depending what fuel you take in your car it's going to cost different and that's just kind of one of the 
big factors that are out there just between like 87 91 93 like octanes are what you want to put in or even diesel like imagine putting let's say having a truck paying like almost 110 dollars for gas like every like a couple of days like it's crazy exactly it's super expensive uh anywhere you go really but especially in california massachusetts any um relatively wealthy state you know yeah i know the tax out here in mass is 6.25 percent but i believe in um california maine they're both actually nine percent tax rate to ten percent roughly which that is an unreal amount like one of my aunt's friends they're actually moving out to out from california after moving there getting unbelievable jobs like one worked for google and another worked for another like big range financial company but their house would only like is like a million dollars out there which is like a two hundred thousand dollar house that's over here and now with like all the wildfires that are going on over there they due to just how hot and the droughts are getting it's it's like almost unbearable to even like live out there in general exactly definitely going back to uh earlier in our conversation um i know you recently like asked me oh how is your semester going i want to bring the question back to you brendan how was your semester going as a whole um honestly not too bad so in computer science i have this uh java class that requires us to uh, do programming projects and you know, the first two were pretty easy, and then they started to actually get, like, somewhat challenging. And my whole procrastination idea was, oh, just do them the night before. You'll be able to pull it off. And that worked really for the first two ones. But now that uh, the end of the semester is uh, starting to approach us, I'm now just now realizing that I have to start investing more and more time into this than I originally thought. But otherwise, other classes have been going okay. Um, I'm actually going to touch base real quickly on my Christianity class. So my Christianity class, um, my professor is a priest. So you can obviously understand that he's very religious. So he'd always ask us to do prayers in the beginning of class and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, we'll do that. I'm just going to sit here because I'm not really uh, religious. I somewhat believe that there's something up there, but there's also my reasons as to why there isn't actually a god up there but anyways he would start class off with a prayer that's fine but he'd send us home with some assignments that require us to pray and i'm not sure if i feel comfortable with that just because that's borderline forcing me to do something religious and that's actually against the law uh for all schools so i kind of just ignored those assignments and I'd always address in class that I'm not religious, so don't really expect me to know this. But he'd be like, oh, well, that's common knowledge. Like, you should know this. But in reality, it's not. That's really something that uh, someone who actually is religious would know. So that is kind of there, as well as my sociology class. It's okay. My teacher is super engaging. She has great discussions, but she doesn't send us home with any homework to do. So... It's hard to uh, remember all the things that she says, especially since she doesn't encourage us taking notes. She kind of just wants us to look back at the PowerPoints. But in reality, a lot of us learn better just by uh, taking notes during class. So that's really how my semester went. Um, 
trying to bounce shooting into a college lifestyle is very hard because I'd have to wake up early in the mornings and sometimes I want to go out with some friends and just have some fun regardless of whether I'm drinking or not. I just want to be able to sleep in on Saturdays and being able to get up early, like 6 o'clock to go up to New Hampshire, like an hour drive to go shoot for probably 6 to 7 hours, maybe even 8 depending on the match. That's kind of tough to fit in, especially when uh, Saturdays and Sundays are really days to do homework. Well, at least during the day. Everybody wants to go out and have fun, but there are sometimes throughout the day where you kind of have to prioritize homework. So having that on my mind as well as somewhat struggling in certain classes, it's kind of just a reality check to say, hey, college is pretty legit. Like You need to invest a lot of time in this. You're paying lots of money since Merrimack is a private college. You're investing a lot of money into your education, so you kind of need to take it seriously, you know? Yeah, that's one thing. I think recently I've kind of had that, like, reality check. I'm like, oh, like, I need to take this more seriously. Like, at first I was handing, well, technically they say five, but I can't kind of call it, like, six classes. I was taking FYE, taking Chem, Chem Lab, Calc 1, which I withdraw out of that, so technically, like, four classes. Then Intro to Human Development and uh, Music Theory. They weren't bad classes, but it's just that it was mostly the material, which I honestly feel is kind of the biggest factor. Like, we wouldn't get really much, much homework in, like, any classes besides really chemistry. Like, you probably get, like, 30 to 40 problems online. And it's not based on if you just do it. It's, like, accuracy-based. So that's the kind of one thing I had that, like, oh, like, oh, shit, Mark. Like, you got to actually, like, try. Like, I'd be doing, like, hours upon hours, like, staying up till 2 in the morning, like, basically fucking up my sleep schedule, my eating schedule, and just my mental, like, like thought overall of, like, oh, how am I going to do this? And then I kind of thought, oh, yeah, college is going to be, like, easy, like, just adapting to it as a whole. But, no, it's a lot different than realistically what I thought. Like, oh, you're moving in with three, like, people you've never, like, known, talked to, or even seen in your life. And it's, like, you don't know if you're going to adjust well. Like, and then... The food, like you have to adjust the food too, because oh, like, that's the biggest factor. I I actually got sick last week from the food, from yep. at Sub Connection. Now I just told myself I'm never eating in this fucking campus again. So, it's yep. one good of the old hard. shitties too. That first week on campus was fucking brutal. Everybody's just like, oh my stomach hurts, my stomach hurts. I can't hold my food. This, that, the other, and then also. There's this whole controversy in Sparky's, actually, a.k.a. Shitties, which I referred to earlier, um, where they weren't actually washing the cups properly, those plastic cups that everybody uses for soda, water, you name it. Apparently, they weren't washing them well. So having to deal with that and being not comfortable to eat at the biggest uh, dining hall on campus, in reality our only one, is kind of tough to deal with. Especially with our busy lifestyle, sometimes we can't always wait for a meal swipe at the den or a sub at the den, you know. So you pop into Sparky's real quick, you grab a bite, and then you go to class. Sometimes, you know, you contemplate that now because there's been issues where kids have been getting sick either from not adjusting to the food because reportedly they're adding laxatives, or at least Sodexo is. And then also... The cup issue with them not being washed properly, they actually switched to paper cups. They switched to fucking paper cups. What the Because f- they couldn't actually 
clean the cups well. They're like, shit, everybody's getting sick. Get rid of the cups, and then we'll actually wash them properly like how we're supposed to. That's kind of screwed up. And also, sometimes, I'm not going to lie, the food blows. Like Facts. That's a big fact, man. Literally, the food just blows in general. Like, I'm a big guy in, like, health and wellness, like... I go to the gym a lot. I work out a lot. Let's say about like four to five times like a week. And over the past, like when I'd go home, my mom would have like rice and beans and like chicken, which is all healthy food. I'd have a protein shake. And over the summer, I'd have I'd have rice. I'd have fries. I'd have guacamole. And I'd have like jerk chicken. That was basically my go-to meal all summer. And to go from eating like good food that was going to be like in my body to just eating garbage food was kind of diminished my own like health in a way because it's like oh i have to adjust to just seeing soda ice cream treats and just dry chicken like i want to eat chicken but it's fucking dry exactly it's fucking dry and it just pisses me off that we're eating dry chicken that they don't know how to cook when like this is a college campus there should be no excuse for food like you got thousands of kids that need to eat food and it's like I've been, I'll be honest with you. I've spent a lot of money on food because it's like I don't feel comfortable eating the food here. Like it's, it, it's just an issue that just needs to be addressed and needs to be figured out as in the college as a whole. Yeah, and a lot of people have brought it up as uh, issues regarding the food. And they're somewhat taking it uh, into consideration. They've added more selection. Um, the You Make It station, the Wrap station, stuff like that. Uh, burger station stuff like that like that stuff's super cool but a lot of kids look at the comfort food or whatever uh, they're changing daily and sometimes they just take a look at it and it's kind of sad to see them turn their head away like no college kids should have to do that yeah that's a huge thing where like college kids just like looking away from comfort food like I've gone to like plenty of bigger campuses like one of my best friends recently about a month and a half ago I flew to Buffalo, New York, which is a lot of fun, but they have 15 Starbucks. They have a Tim Hortons, which I'm going to tell you right now is probably the greatest coffee shop on planet Earth, even though it's mostly in Canada. <laughs> um, they have a sub shop. Actually, they have like four or five of them. They got their own like KFC in there <laughs> and a Dunkin' Donuts. It's ridiculous. All in one campus as a whole. Like, it's unbelievable. And the food quality, I know it's it can be eh, but honestly, it was a little more dealable than Sparky's as a whole. And it's kind of sad to say. And they have about 30,000 kids on that campus as a whole. Like, it, it's yeah. crazy. You you would think that a smaller college can hold, um, like, we, we only have, like, 4,000 students. So you'd expect the food to be top-notch. Like, they could take the time to prepare it, stuff like that. Because you're feeding 4,000 mouths compared to 30,000 at U Buffalo. So you'd expect the food to be a higher quality, but it's really not, and I, I just don't understand that. But maybe that's something that comes with um, experience in college, like, oh, like you kind of get used to it whatnot. But in reality, you should have good food. Like I shouldn't have to question, like, oh, do I want Sparky's or the Den? Because the Den, one meal swipe, yeah, that's cool and all, but you get a set amount of food. Sparky's, you can have as much food as you want, so maybe that's why they're making the food crappy is because they're like, hey, like you can eat as much as you want. Whereas if you go to the den to get a, the meal swipe or a sub or a salad, they take more time into preparing it because I guess it's only one meal. So they see that. They're like, oh, the value of a swipe at the den is 
a lot higher because it's higher quality food. So we'll make we'll take time into making it. Whereas Sparkies, they're just shoveling out piles of shit. Like I, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like compared, obviously most college campuses, you have swipes, and depending how you utilize those swipes, it can be okay. Hey, you're gonna get this, or you're gonna get that. Like. And I think it's crazy. Like, I 100% hear you, Brennan, on that fact of, like, oh, do we want to go to Sparky's of the Den? Like, I've ha- that happened, like, plenty of times in the past, like, let's say a month and a half, two months. And I know it sounds crazy, but I've gone to Chick-fil-A probably, like, three to four times every fucking week because I love Chick-fil-A. And literally, it's just cheap as hell. And it's, like, it's not bad, like, like as a fast food chain as a whole. Like, I think it's unbelievable. But just... Having me to take time out of my day instead of actually utilizing a meal swipe to go get food, I think it's just disgusting as a whole. Like, I came to school with a lot of money, and now I barely even have any money. And it kind of just sucks to just say, to support, like, my own diet to what my body sufficiently needs as a whole. Like, it, it it's just unbearable. Like, I'm, I'm basically working out to be eating dog piss and dog shit. Exactly. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. So now I just want to touch base real quickly about our plans for our second semester of our first year. So, Mark, what do you think you're going to do? So, I'm going to try to take more, like, easier classes as a whole and not kind of feel so locked in upon, like, okay, hey, this class, this class is going to be a burden. Try to probably take just one hard class that I know that can be manageable first and just focus on that get that out of the way. So, I'm probably going to try to take Calculus 1, and then intro to engineering, and then physics one, if I can get in it, or possibly retake chemistry. Then probably gonna try to see if I can get intro to college writing. Just those basic core classes out of the way so I can have more of a simpler semester rather than just feeling so heavily burdened on two hard like classes that I'm not gonna be able to get out in. And then hopefully, I know 2020, I told myself it's going to be the year that whatever I say is whatever I'm going to do. So I've always wanted to travel more as a kid. And I'm now, hopefully for spring break, I may go out to the mountains over in British Columbia for a week, whatever, with a couple of friends and just go live it up out there. Like snowboarding's now part of my life now, bigger than what it used to be because I always used to play hockey like 60 to 70 games a year. So mm-hmm. now yeah. I just want to go back to action sports and just take it more seriously as a whole now back to you brendan what what are your plans for the second semester as a whole um so plans really probably gonna start investing a lot more time into my major that's definitely uh super important to me because i really want to do this because i told my parents i told myself like hey i'm gonna prove myself in college you know, since high school, um, I started to struggle towards the end of it. And that's not really how I want to go out. I left fine. I graduated just fine. But it wasn't how I wanted to graduate. I wanted to graduate with high honors. I wanted to do all this. But life kind of got in the way of things. So that's unfortunate. But here we are in college. It's super important because there's money on the line, obviously, since we're paying a decent amount, no matter our scholarships. It's still basically every year is enough to pay for a car. And it's super important to invest a lot of time. So I'm gonna start dedicating a lot more time to school. There's a reason I didn't play club lacrosse and that's because I want to focus on college. As a first year, you know, first semester moving in, there's definitely a lot of things to focus on. So 
getting lacrosse out of the out of my uh, life for the first semester definitely helped me dedicate more time. I can tell you right now, if I was playing club lacrosse, I would not be where I am in school right now. I'd be failing a lot of classes just because dedicating time to stuff outside of school is kind of tough for me uh, to balance. So that's kind of my plans uh, with this upcoming uh, semester. That's good stuff. Yeah, man. So I know that's good stuff there, but honestly, right now, I think we need a therapy session, bro. Like, Brennan, like, Deegan West, it's a crazy floor. I know you can probably agree with me on that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, at first, it was a, it was kind of like a party. Like, literally, first weekend was like, everyone's hanging out, chill. Like, you're trying to get that first, like, six second impression when you look at them in the eye. But I think recently, there's people that's some getting on some heat, bro. Like, honestly... Like, Brennan, I know it's hard. Like, how about you, bro? You start off. Like, let that heat out. What's going on in your life? Anything good? Anything bad? Like, relationship, your family? Like, let it out, man. All right. So, apparently, a lot of people do not like me, according to uh, Kelsey, the local girl on the second floor. So, she has these moments of, like, hating me for no reason, like, just unleashing utter fucking hell on me for no reason like oh nobody fucking likes you you're an asshole fuck you this that and the other and it's like you know i feel like a lot of people on this floor are real so i feel like they tell me and i think it's really only you having the issue with me and the other day you know your average kid scrolling through tiktok um she's like hey can you turn it down or can you put headphones in like i'm listening to a lot of stuff and i scan the room we have the Patriots game on. We have, like, five other friends sitting in the common room just talking, you know, having a conversation. And she's trying to do homework. Who the fuck tries to do homework while there's a game on surrounded by other friends? That's just not a time to do it or place. And she comes at me for playing TikTok videos. I'm like, are you serious? Like, in my head, I'm thinking to myself, what is she doing down here? Like, there's no point to being down here if you're just going to fucking bitch and complain about, you know, stupid little stuff like, oh, can you put headphones in when you watch TikTok? No, I don't want to because I feel like I can do whatever the fuck I want. It's my common room. You belong on the third floor. So if you really want to do homework that badly, you should be up on the third floor in quiet doing your homework. That, that just doesn't make sense. And then other people on the floor, like, everybody's super chill. Um... Two people I have in mind right now, Peter Brown and Jake Walsh. Peter Brown, whenever he takes the slightest bit of anything, whether whether he's drinking, smoking, I don't really give a fuck as long as you're chill. But he loves to just instigate shit. Like, I, I just don't understand that about him. He's a real small kid. He's like 5'4". He's probably like 100 pounds sopping wet. But he just loves to start shit. And he's always the trouble... He's, he's not always a troublemaker. How about that? But... It's whenever he does something like smoking or drinking or whatever the fuck he does in his spare time. He just loves to just throw air punches like he's shadow boxing or something. Bro, I got into a fight with that kid once fucking air shadow boxing. He thought I was the motherfucking police. God damn. He thought I was the police. I'm like, sir, I heard you uh, disrupt in the peace. And so he's like, no, no, don't take me away. No, no. And so literally, I like literally just took him like, like almost like fake arrested him and said, you're going to jail, buddy. And so <laughs> that was my gold moment with Peter Brown. Like he's a chill kid. He's, he's, he's cool. 
Like, he's good. Honestly, I like Peter a lot, man. He does a lot of good things for me. Like, we help each other out in homework. Like, as much as he could be a little crazy. But, honestly, college is time to be stupid. Like, we all do retarded shit in college. Like, like it's, it's, just, it's just how it goes. Like, obviously, with the Kelsey situation, it's kind of hard. Like, people just kind of being stutter on one rather than the other, really. But it just kind of shows what people's are like images and then you kind of see that real quickly as the first semester yeah goes. and that's why typically it's the hardest semester as a whole just to kind of just approach people like oh is this your portrayed image is this that like obviously it's just too many opinions out there on other people when there's more of an image within them that i think there's just one factor that there may be an understanding that you two may have or something but it really just kind of depends on the whole like it's yeah, whatever it is, I don't fucking like it because she just comes at me for no reason. Like the other day, she was coming down from her high and shit, and she's like cussing me out. I'm like, what are you doing? Like you're supposed to be high. Like fucking relax. And then she gets up and she starts hitting me with like, or she hit me once with the top of her Twizzler box. And I'm, and I get out of my chair. I'm like ready to swing on her because she has this whole mentality of. If I hit you, hit me back. That's okay. And I really wanted to capitalize that. I'm not going to lie. But I shoved her over the counter, and that was it. I was super close to just fucking rocking her shit, but I didn't. And then Jake Walsh. So I know Zach and Mark have a huge issue with him right now. He fucking smells. Like, Man, that motherfucker so- smells like piss, bro. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like... It's weird. I'm more of like a civil guy. Like, I can kind of handle it and be like, all right, cool. You under me? Cool. Like, you just enjoy your day and that's it. Like, Zach's a homebody. Like, I get, like, Zach. Like, he just wants to chill, hang out. That's it. Like, literally. Like, we're almost practically the same person besides me. I'm never in the room. Like, period. Like, if I'm going out somewhere, I just dip. Like, I don't even say anything. If I got work, I dip. If I'm going to just do anything, I'm like, all right, see you. Cool. Like, be back in a little bit. And, like, literally... Like, the one thing that Jake was, like, early, like, I met him during orientation. He was very fine. But once things kind of, like, kicked off, like, school-wise, I feel like shit just hit the fan real quick because he didn't really get that reality check until he was just practically failing everything. Like, he's skipping class and all that. Like, honestly, that's personally not my business. Like, I'm not going to get into any other business. But I believe that, obviously, I wish him the best no matter what he really realistically does with his own choices as a whole. But... But hopefully something comes his way in good. Yeah. But even though, like, some people we do wish upon bad, but why wish upon bad when realistically hopefully something good for them goes out? Like, we all have tough times. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, is this the right place for me? Like, like am I going to do well here? Am I going to get along with, like, my roommates? Like, luckily, Zach, Zach's fucking unbelievable. Like, literally, he's probably the most chillest kid I ever met, like, and it's pretty awesome to, like, find someone out there that you can at least, like, do fine with rather than Jake. Like, he's funny as fuck, but sometimes you're just so retarded to the point where it's, like, it's just unbearable to even, like, deal with it. Like, I get it. He just wants a lot of respect. Like, you got to earn respect. Like, it's just not, like, okay, hey, cool, I know your name. Cool, I can respect you. Like, no. If you do something good out there in this world, you get well respected. If you help someone out, like, say, give them a ride somewhere, like, okay, kid, come on, let's go for a ride. That's well respect. Like recently, I know a lot of people have beef with Cisco. Like I, I told him yesterday oh my God. when I was hanging out with him, I was like, yo, dude, like you want to come for the ride? I know you probably stalk on campus. Come on, let's go. 
he came with a ride. He was chill. Like, that's all that matters. Like, I kind of think the one thing that we need to find, like, do in college in just general is just have more realistic, chill things, which at most of the parties in the school, none of them are open. And it's not chill. Like, Fuck I that. think it's like I went back to working because this campus is so fucking boring. Like, I don't mean to talk bad, but, like, we all want, like, a little bit of experience. Like, I've worked most of my high school life rather than just, you know, sit around and, like, party like i didn't have time for that i had bills to pay i had things to take care of and that's just kind of the matter of fact i think we just need to be so more socially like fine with everyone that we kind of deal with in just general but honestly things pan out to how they are but it's just what it is really just how social people can be respectfully it's just it's all in that six that six second like impression that's just what matters most yeah, d- definitely a lot of that is true. Um, Jake, he's a good kid. Like I, I can see that he really wants to try, and sometimes, but a lot of the time, he's just sitting there, you know, just sitting on his phone or on his laptop, just watching stuff. It's like, dude, you realize like there's so much more you could be doing, like to be productive, like doing your schoolwork. Like I know he struggles with going to class and whatnot. Yeah, man, that's a hard thing. But it's like you could be doing so much more. If you tell your parents that you care, then show them that you care by going to class, taking notes, doing your homework, taking care of yourself. Like there's just so much more you could be doing, and it's super frustrating to hear that. He's like struggling and stuff. But also, I don't know, sometimes he can be kind of a dickhead sometimes. Like it's it's strange. Like he's nice, and then he's not nice. Like he's... He can be a dickhead. Yeah, man, it's so black and white. Like, you can just never chill. Like, obviously, he wants to be here, but the problem is at the same time, he doesn't want to be here. Like, I'll be honest. Like, he's he's kind of like a rich kid, and it's like me. I'm struggling to, like, even be here. Like, I got a financial, like, hold, like, do, like, an excess amount in the school, and it's like he's not trying, but I'm trying to be here, but I don't even know if I can even be here because of the financial issue I'm having. Like, I may practically just have to go back to work, honestly. Like, I don't want to go back to work, but I may literally just have to because I just can't afford school, which, not going to lie, is pretty fucking hard to a point where I'm now working a day job and a night job just to keep my shit going together. And, like, it it, it fucking sucks, bro. And, like, obviously, Jake can be good and he can be bad, but honestly, I just kind of let him do his own thing because that's just how like the world works like you can't change one person's image like if they've been doing dumb shit their whole life they're going to be doing dumb shit for their whole life if they've been doing unbelievable their whole life they'll try their best to do unbelievable their whole life like it's just kind of how it goes like and like what comes around goes around is what i saw the hard way like oh okay he's gonna go party at 4 a.m on a fucking wednesday night like all right cool do you but just don't fucking ask us for help when you're just you know like not doing anything i know it, it, it fucking sucks. Like, I try to help, and I'm just busting my ass. It's, it sucks to suck when it's almost as if I'm trying to lay bricks to my own house when he needs bricks to lay his house, but I gave most of my bricks away. Exactly. And that's kind of the analogy that's kind of coming to my point now where he can afford this. He can afford it. And I, it's like me, like, I, I know it sounds brutal to say, but I may not be here next semester. And it. It fucking sucks, honestly, because it's like you don't want to have the financial burden uh, over your head. Well, he doesn't when he can be here and he can just pass classes and get a pay. Like, boom, boom, that. Like, 
it's just hard to deal with as a whole. That's yeah, one thing. Yeah, it's and Jake. I keep going back to him. It's 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 hard not to, but he just he wants to try, but he lounges around like he doesn't want to. He lounges around like someone who isn't in college, grinding their ass off, that doesn't have a job, living in their parents' house, like not nothing to worry about, just does not give a shit, and that pisses me off because. I see Mark always trying to do his homework, always on the go, trying to get something done, always being productive, where Jake just sits on his ass all the time. And he, I overheard a conversation with him, uh, with his parents on the phone, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to go to class. Like, it's hard. Like, I got shit over my head. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's college. Like, you got to get used to that. And it, maybe it's tough for him to understand that, but... If he's going to try to stay in college, he's got to start acting now. He's got to start getting his act together. And that that actually brings me to my next point, My one of my roommates. So to say the least, he doesn't do much. He just lays in bed watching YouTube. He struggles with uh, classes. But the thing is he's not searching for help, similar to Jake. It's one thing to try, and it's one thing to just sit there and not ask for help. When you're struggling and you're, but you're still trying, like that's okay. I can respect that. And you're searching for help and you're going to uh, office hours for professors, stuff like that. Like, cool, man. I'm so glad you're grinding. But for those that are struggling and just sit there and mope about it, those who aren't active about upon it, it's just so frustrating. Like, asking for help is one email away. Sending a quick email to your professor, like, hey, can I talk to you after class? I want to talk to you about this or that. It's not hard to do. You know, for those five minutes that you scroll through Instagram or YouTube, that time could be spent into writing a nice email to your professor saying, hey, like I'm struggling with this topic. Can you help me out? And I I just don't get that. But that might just be me and Mark just saying, hey, like we have drive. We want to be successful. Whereas a lot of kids that we've noticed just like to sit on their haunches and cry about their situation or not even cry about it and just sit there and take it. Yeah, man, it sucks to see people go like that route. Like, I've kind of well, always had drive to gain the most success as possible. Like, I've seen through, like, most of my family. Like, my mother had me. She has a master's degree practically in, like, mental health. And she's gone to so many schools, like, had me daycares just to go get her degree. Like, that's that's hard work right there. And then my dad's kind of moved a lot through the cities and stuff like that, like, lived in Newark, lived in Fort Lee, Jersey, in the Bronx, like, he had a lot of, like, money problems, and, like, honestly, like, he's struggled a lot, but now he has two jobs, and he's living in Hartford, but honestly, the struggle to him, like, eventually is, like, going to be worth it, like, to the point, but if you get your shit together, like, you're gonna make it out, like, honestly, I'm struggling now personally, but I'm not just doing things for myself, like, just academically, I'm doing things outside of this, like with school, like such as these school projects and stuff like that through things I've learned in high school. And hopefully soon I'm working on like a project like outside of school, possibly for a research project for a future housing plan for like kids that are fresh out of college or like homelessness because that's now one of the bigger issues now. Along with me working like a job to like now practically two jobs and it just it sucks to see people 
not really have drive. Like, yeah, I know we can't change people to the amount of drive that they have within them, but if you have an image, then keep going with that image because with the image will come a clear photo to what you want. Like, yes, we all come to college first day. Some of us may have a degree in mind and some of us do not have a degree in mind. But if you do or do not have any declared degree, you're still on a path. But what you bring with that path is morals that you learned in the past, such as things from high school with your parents, your grandparents, and your aunts. And from there, like, obviously when we say when you're younger, like, say, oh, I, like, as me, I want to play hockey and be a hockey player. Is that what I want? Am I going to do that now? No. We need to think, think things more realistically. Like, we're in college now. This is step one to life process. We're here to get a degree. We're paying money to get a degree, to get a good job out of college, no matter where we start off in. Now, we th- I, th- I like to tell people, and I've talked to Jake a couple of times and like other people who are struggling, including like thinking of myself, baby steps. All you got to do is just get up and go to class. Boom, this is one thing. I try to go to class as much as I can. Like I've been sick probably half the semester. Like I've been having food poisoning, like coughs, excuse me, whatever. But yeah, like it's brutal. You go to class first, cool. And then you keep going from there. And then second step, passing your classes. Cool. If you keep passing your classes, now you're another step. Third step, like keep getting an internship or get an opportunity to work somewhere to gain experience because experience is the biggest thing. And then like fourth step, graduate. When you graduate, you have that six-month window, which is I personally think is probably one of the biggest windows of any college student's life because you need to establish where you want to go in just in general to just kind of like start, hey, am I going to go live in Massachusetts? Am I going to go live in Connecticut? Am I going to go live in New York? Am I going to go move out to California, start something fresh? Like it's just baby steps that we all realistically need to take to get to what we want. Like Exactly. And now I don't I think many people think still in this generation the drive of like, "Oh, I want millions." That's not going to do anything. Like yeah, what are like, you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do exactly? Like you need to have a plan. Like if you have and it's not just going to be you fighting for that plan. You're fighting with other people to get there. Like there's other students in the same field that are willing to help you get to that while you're willing to help someone else. And that's one of the big things that I think is kind of cool in college. That's like, there's a lot of people that have the same ideology as you and thought process as you, but imagine working together and you're all going to fight to get a great job. And that's, that's kind of one of those like things I think is cool about college as a whole. And just in just general. Yeah. If you, in order to do the big things, you have to do the little things first. In order to graduate, you have to go to class, take notes, do your homework, pass those classes. Rinse, repeat until you graduate. When you graduate, you want to get a job, right? Well, the first step to getting a job is apply. Okay, you applied. Then you go to interviews. You get you get the you get to the interview. You show them your resume. You show them everything that you got. You show them what you've done in the past. Boom. Then you wait for that call. You get that call that you got hired, great. You got your job. Now, to make money, you go to your job. Okay, what do you do there? You do you perform what you're told to. Once you do that, you go home, rinse, repeat, make money. That's it. You just have to do small steps in order to get to wherever you want. So 
that's that's really it. I just think that a lot of people just need to get more drive. And I think that's where we're going to leave it off here tonight. So once again, this is Brendan Lau joined by Mark. Mark Kelly. And we're signing off from Merrimack College, and I hope everybody has a great day.